Welcome to the Legendarium. Hey everyone, welcome to a very different Legendarium podcast. It is competition day and we need your help. Uh, this week we, we are doing things very differently. We couldn't get everyone in the same room to talk about Captain America Civil War, so we all separately recorded a review of the movie. Uh, it's the four of us, myself, Ryan, Todd, and Ken. Uh, so what I need you to do, because it's competition day... Uh, listen to all four of these reviews, then vote on your favorite. You can go to the comments on our website, uh, you can go to Facebook, Twitter, or go to imz.com slash the legendarium, or sorry, imz.com slash legendarium uh, to cast your vote. Uh, any of those four places will do. So, uh, yeah, let us know which review is best so that one of us can officially be better than the other three. First up is Ryan, because he's probably the smartest out of all of us, so let's just get him out of the way. Time to talk Civil War. So first and foremost, let me lay it out for you. Team Cap all the way. And yes, this is an amazing movie. And get ready for a bit of Apple-level hyperbole here. It's the best Marvel movie yet. That's right, I went there. But before I get to calming those alarms that are going off in your head... Allow me to point out one little problem I had that I think Marvel needs to get fixed. If you felt sick at all in the first 20 minutes of the movie, totally not your fault. Someone screwed up the frame rates in the final cut, I'm certain of it. There are multiple action sequences at the beginning that are so jarring in 2D that you have to assume that they were either balancing the camera on a shake weight during an earthquake, or someone messed up when they were cutting it. I thought it was just my theater at first, but I've heard multiple people say the same thing about most 2D showings. So Russo Brothers and team, don't let a simple production issue derail an otherwise fantastic story. My one gripe is out of the way, so why is this the best Marvel movie yet? Well first, it's done what every good Marvel movie has done so far. It's managed to balance a lot of characters and continuity while telling the story of its namesake, in this case, Captain America. And this is a Captain America movie, purely based on the relationship between Steve Rogers and Bucky, which drives so much of this story. Now, we do have the Sokovia Accords, which are a very large portion of the story, but it's the events between Cap and Winter Soldier that drive the interaction between the conflicting parties. So, why else is this great? Well, the film, first off, never tells you which side is right. There is an excellent balance struck in the arguments surrounding the Sokovia Accords, and there are just as many good points and flaws in Cap's arguments as there are in Tony Stark's. But egos and conviction won't bend much in this film. Now, the other nice thing is that we aren't distracted by some supervillain about to destroy the Earth. It allows us to focus squarely on the conflict between the characters, and this is really important as we enter into Phase 3 of Marvel's movies, because it's time to raise the stakes. You have a really, really big baddie headed your way, and I'm very happy that Marvel took the uh, initiative to drive their characters far enough apart that it's going to take something big to bring them back together again. They were also kind enough to introduce us to a couple of new characters without an obligatory origin story, for which I am very grateful. Also, a quick side note, I'm not the comic guy, Todd is, but I, do, I have read this comic, and I feel that they have done a fantastic job of honoring the comic without using it as a crutch, because there are plenty of differences between the two, but the core story remains intact. Now, I could enumerate a few more reasons as to why this is the best Marvel movie, but I'm out of time, and I do have an obligation as a member of this podcast to go and listen to Craig's version 
and find out just exactly why he's wrong. Next up is me, Craig. This is obviously the best one, and you should obviously vote for it. I've had some time now to consider my feelings about Captain America Civil War, as well as how I want to approach this review. Of course, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you might have guessed I would relate it to Brandon Sanderson, obviously. But as far as I can tell, the best-selling fantasy author knows as much as anyone in the world about what it means to tell a great, epic story. And the lessons he's learned are lessons we should all learn as we sort the good stories from the bad or the merely mediocre. As a younger man in a writing group, Brandon kept running into a problem. He came up with interesting, epic characters and put them in equally epic settings. But he was missing something just as important, the epic situation. As one fancy-schmancy editor put it to him, the fabric of the universe needs to be in peril. Indeed. Once Brandon internalized this message, his stories, his characters, his settings came to life. Putting the universe in peril isn't a requirement for your latest Sundance entry or Palm d'Or winner, but Marvel movies aren't intimate little stories about childhood or divorce or cancer. These are larger-than-life stories about superhumans protecting a city, the planet, even, yes, the entire universe against an ex- existential threat. Captain America Civil War puts some familiar epic characters in the familiar epic setting, but then does something rather jarring. It takes away any hint of an epic situation. And this is done quite deliberately. One of the most telling moments of the show is when Scarlet Witch berates a fellow Avenger for, quote, pulling his punches. It's as obvious to the characters as it is to the audience that there is little at stake here. Am I saying that Civil War is a bad movie? No, I'm not. Absolutely not. It had plenty of redeeming qualities, including a performance by Robert Downey Jr. that proves, once again, that Marvel scored one of the most charismatic and talented leading men of his generation. The interaction of Scarlet Witch and Vision is both touching and thought-provoking. And even if I didn't love this development, it was certainly unexpected when the bad guy's epic evil plot is shown to be nothing more than an epic red herring. In that moment, the superhero story became a superhero soap opera. Whether this is a good idea is entirely subjective, but if this is the new direction we can expect from Marvel's newest phase of films, then it seems they're trying to completely rewrite the rules of an entire genre. I have a lot of faith in Marvel's storytelling abilities, but I doubt that even their superhuman powers can withstand such a change. I won't complain, though, if they eventually prove me wrong. Alright, yay for me, go me. Next up is Ken. If you listen closely, you can hear the sweet, sweet sounds of someone who learned to cut tape at a news radio station. Hey guys, it's Ken. Marvel really is at the point where everything they do just makes me feel bad for DC, because everything Marvel seems to do turns to cash money and just magnifies everything the competitor misfires on. Enter Civil War, the third movie focused on Captain America. Just like its DC counterparts, Batman v Superman, the film focuses on a difference of opinion and conflict between the franchise centerpieces, and while Captain America and Iron Man can't measure up to the DC standard bearers in terms of notoriety, man, Marvel sure knows how to take their signature characters and craft a great story around them, and that's exactly what the Russos did for Civil War. The movie picks up 
pretty much where Avengers Age of Ultron left off. Cap and Black Widow are rounding their new team into shape. When things go awry, lots of collateral damage ensues. Wrecked buildings and mass damage are not new to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but this time it grabs the attention of the world governments who decide they want to put a leash on the Avengers, and they call in Tony Stark with his shiny and new conscience to talk his former bandmates into signing up for life under the big government thumb. Discussions and disagreements, sides are divided up like it's a fifth grade kickball game, and it all leads up to that big airport face-off you see in the commercials. This is where I feel worse for the poor rudderless folks over at DC. The airport scene offers so much great level one punching with friend facing friend and quips and non-stop crushing of stuff. And as fun as that airport scene was, it was the closest that Marvel has come to senseless DC exhibitionism just for the sake of it. Stuff thrown in just to show you that they can do it, ultimately just mindless eye candy. Several elements of that scene felt gratuitous and none more than Spider-Man. He was clever, funnier, and better than expected. Love the actor, best cast of the bunch, but I like the character better on his own. The inclusion of Spider-Man felt gratuitous. You could have removed the character from the movie entirely, and it wouldn't have hurt the story at all, but it sure was enjoyable. Tom Holland is the very best Spider-Man so far. He's funny, he's witty, he's actually a teenager, and his inclusion allows for the casting of Marissa Tomei, who is still hot... Black Panther is the coolest new character. He's always been one of my favorite characters, and Chadwick Boseman plays him perfectly. I like the setups for Zemo and for the Vision Scarlet Witch union that probably is coming. It also felt like they set up nicely for that often speculated but never confirmed Black Widow standalone, which really should be out there. There were several clever, funny Easter eggs that's always a Marvel staple. Overall, an enthusiastic three and a half swords for Captain America Civil War. And last comes Todd, whose enthusiasm for all things Marvel is, once again, about to become glaringly obvious. What happens when a billionaire goes up against the poster boy for truth, justice, and the American way? Well, while this may sound like a familiar comic book movie, Captain America Civil War is not like any other superhero movie you've seen so far this year. Truth to be told, this story has been brewing in the Marvel movie universe ever since the first Avengers movie. Steve Rogers and Tony Stark have not seen eye-to-eye -eye on anything except helping stop really bad things from happening. But when Tony becomes convinced that the Avengers just might be responsible for some really bad things themselves, their differences become even more polarizing, not just for Iron Man and Cap, but for the other heroes around them as well. The divide between Cap and Iron Man furthers when Bucky, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, is implicated in the bombing of a United Nations event that winds up killing the head of Wakanda, a small country that plays a big role in the Marvel comic universe. But when the issues of family, friendship, and responsibility get thrown in with political agendas and shifting alliances, the private philosophical differences between Cap and Iron Man give way to super-powered combat with the potential to disassemble the Avengers permanently. The film's writing keeps the seriousness flowing, with enough humor thrown in to prevent the film from sagging under the weight of what could be an oppressive and relevant story. The acting is on point, and there were enough Easter egg references to the comic world itself and original plot twists to this movie to keep this fanboy happy. When the dust settles, the big issues of control of power, friendship, and agendas of those in power are ultimately unresolved. The obligatory setups leave us primed for both more combat and potential resolutions. And whether you find yourself siding with Team Cap or Team Iron Man, this film delivers well enough to keep the franchise barreling ahead at full speed. 
Well, there you have it. Once again, go vote for your favorite. Uh, head to our website, thelegendariumpodcast.com, uh, where you can leave a comment in the uh, the post that contains this audio, or you can simply head to Facebook or Twitter, find us there, or you can go to mz.com slash legendarium, leave a, a vote there. Also, the winner, I think, uh, is going to have to buy pizza, pizza for everybody at our next recording, so this is very important that you do this. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good week. Thank you.